Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. All right, Jay, take it. No, wait. No, Jay. Jay? Jay. Who's Jay? 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 Jay! I don't know what Jay. this voice is, but where are you? Fran Drescher? I, no. Mm, not quite. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Jay, did you clean your room? That's more of George's mother. I'm George's mother. <laughs> that one. <laughs> I was thinking George Costanza. Oh, you go? <laughs> Roll the music. George! This is former WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Hello, Cretans, and welcome to episode 880 of the Cretans Guild Podcast. Hello, Cretans. Hello, To the Cretans Jazzy Jazz Lounge Podcasting Hour. They can't see what's going on in here. This is the most reclined I'll have ever done any podcast. Yeah, we're doing something new with the equipment today. We got a two mic setup. (laughs) It's got and this. Corey looks like he's, he's like a martini away from just slipping into a coma. I'm a smoking jacket away from finally achieving self-respect. No, you're not. You're a long way off of that. I know, but it's a step in the right direction. It, you know what it is. We'll take every step yeah. we can get our feet on. This, I, this is what happened when Jay isn't here. We're off the rails yeah. already. <laughs> That's right. Screw the man. We are free now. Yeah, well, and some people would say we are the man. That's the problem. <laughs> you and a man. And that's, that's the, the problem. problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to, you know, just like uh, touch on a couple of things. Uh, it's just Corey and Bob tonight. So, Corey, what you been up to? Anything uh, of interest? I'm wondering why the microphone hasn't bought me dinner yet. Well, it's just it's just hanging it, in front it, of my face. And I feel like I should be doing something, but now I'm like, I haven't been wooed. <laughs> Since this is a podcast, nobody can see my hand is in my face right now. Here's Here was how he reacted to that statement. Looks down, puts his index finger and middle <laughs> finger and his thumb over the bridge of his nose and tries to not shake his head. He's partially successful, but you and I both know. Shit, you probably even heard that through. <laughs> through can, his microphone. You can hear my eyes rolling. I've been doing shit, dude. I've been packing. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You, you're uh, one of those, um, we, we could say, they decided in their infinite wisdom, our workplace has decided to judge our, I guess, value uh, based on the order of which they think they can release us <laughs> because our job's going away at the end of the year. I, I, mm-hmm. We could say that at least. I know. So, How much are we allowed to say about our occupations now? You know what? I've never had a non-disclosure thing pushed in front of me. Yeah. Unless it's one of those those little uh, integrity quizzes they make us take every yeah. year. And, you've been, well, <laughs> and you go through those so quickly. It's like, whatever, sure. It's never <laughs> popped up. They've always given us like very specific scenarios having to do with like a uh, content exposure or uh, violating trademarks and things like that. Yeah. But we can't necessarily, we haven't been necessarily saying where we've worked on this podcast and they've never told anybody else that they can't mention where they work in casual conversation. No, I think scenarios. that's allowed. 
That's allowed. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's allowed. We just okay. haven't done it except for on the last podcast where I forgot to edit it out. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I was about to say, and thus far, you've been really good about editing it out. <laughs> well, we also haven't mentioned it because nobody really cares where we work. But I can tell yeah. you that Corey and I do work together. The job is going away at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And the uh, higher ups believe Corey is less valuable than I am. So he is out at the end of this month. Uh, I, I believe there's a very good reason for that. Well, I, it's because I walked <laughs> right into our department manager's office and said, look, I'm less valuable. You have to let me go first. <laughs> <laughs> Daily wearing of the George Carlin fuck you t-shirt doesn't help. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's a sticking point. I don't know. I don't know how real about our occupation we're allowed to get. <laughs> But it's in entertainment and communications. It's in broadcasting. Yeah, obviously there's going to be like a variety of personas and temperaments that you're going to encounter on a very on a very regular basis there. Um, For some weird reason, our department, my department, was a lot stricter about dress codes. Yeah, that was weird. Other apartments, which is we which is here's why it's fucking odd. Well, I mean, it's it's like if I could just interject, I think the. I think the weird part is, is your department works all the way at the ass end of the entire building. Yeah. News and everybody else of importance works on, I guess it's called the, the north end of the building. Mm-hmm. You are on the, you can't go any, like the bathrooms are more further than your office. Yeah. I mean, well, th- th- this is how we'll put this. Most of, uh, most of the newsroom is obviously going to be the most visible especially to visitors because it's right next to the lobby. Right. You have to, I mean, you're, you've got to take a slow poke to China to get to where I am, where my office is. So the, you have to go through a Rue Gimberg, uh, Goldberg maze to get to your office. <laughs> a uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> a Ruth Bader Ginsburg machine to get to where my office is. Go with that. <laughs> I don't even know what that could be. I'm sorry. I want to know <laughs> what that is. It, whatever it is, it's highly litigious, and I don't understand it at all <laughs> on a federal level. Um, no, and, and the funny, and the funny thing is that like that confusion is twofold because we're outside of even like peripheral visibility for most visitors, even though they do come down to our uh, to the studio that's over there, mm-hmm. especially like any high profile visitors to sign the wall and do that whole ceremonial what whatever. Um, but, but still, they've got to go way off the path to get to your place. They do. Also, we're in the midst of what's basically like the creative's nest for the production side because there is a uh, there's a uh, marketing on the one side. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the people that like shoot the commercials and stuff, have to dress up the sets and whatever else. And then we have graphics on the other side, which is just like pre-made graphics and actual graphic design. I'm on air graphics, so we're situated like right in the middle. If they need us to make any content for them visually then they come to us. We basically right. just flesh out the end of that pipeline. So like these other two creative entities, they can wear whatever the hell they want. <laughs> Some people from news, when they did our shows with us, wore whatever the hell they wanted to, because I assume that it's not dress code to be uh, dressed up in a blue mohawk and a torn leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. You, it looked like you had 1980s storm working with you. No sh- Yeah. <laughs> so I come in with, with t-shirts I was about to say periodically. He's like, no, all the time. But I always get pulled aside for it. Like, hey, man, we love we, we love your sense of humor. And I'm doing scare hands behind the mic here because <laughs> you, you know how the you know how your superiors talk to you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he pulls me aside. We love we love the, the Abe Proman shirts and all that stuff, guys. But you have to you have to wear a polo shirt. And it's like, 
nobody else on this side of the building is driving. <laughs> Except for the two old dudes that I work underneath. That's it. <laughs> but well, I was never told to wear a polo, but I was told to wear a collared shirt. Uh-huh. And you know what has collars? Hawaiians. Hawaiian shirts. Yep. You wear the print shirts. Yeah. See, you found a loophole. I, I did, and I exploited it hard. I'm, I'm going to exploit it for the rest of the year because I don't give up. Flip. It's a harsh language. I, know, I don't know what you're doing to, to, to this demographic. I, I was trying to make up a word on the fly, and I'm not that I'm not very spontaneous tonight. Google flutter. <laughs> Google flutter. <laughs> so, okay. Well, what what was gonna happen is is if like we kept the charade going and I had to work there like another year or so, I don't even know how much longer I could have taken it, then I would have started getting some custom made polo shirts and it would have been like animals in various um various poses of disgrace. Like a, <laughs> oh god, I know where this is going. Like a dog, you know, dropping a deuce, something like that. A lion, like trying to get busy with, <laughs> with whatever selectable mate out of its pat, pot or pack or whatever the hell. I don't know what the what's a group of pride. lions called. And you probably think, oh my god, I knew that. Paul anyway. Chomo would be proud of me right now, Ugh, especially I'm, since I got his name right. Yeah. I'm not even proud of myself right now. Well, I mean, that's an everyday thing. Yeah. So I would have like tried to push the envelope and be like, you know, it's a polo shirt. I don't know what you guys want out of me. Decency? I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't pay me enough for you that. You get what you pay for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. As for anything that like I've actually been doing, I went to the Lego store the other day because I wanted to check out Disney Springs. How, how, how did you feel going there? Oh, it's a public space. Yeah. Well, you're not big on... <laughs> the public venues to begin with. And now that we have this, uh, the cooties are flying around like crazy. If it was just cooties, I'd be fine (laughs) because I got my cootie shot when I was six. So middle school was a breeze, (laughs) but this isn't cooties. Unfortunately, it's you sneeze, you die. And, um, uh, the challenges with me going out into public spaces to begin with are way different than, you know, they, that they are now. That's a completely different set of concerns it used to be just like, you know, social anxiety. I can't deal with all of these people being around at once. Mm-hmm. And now that I actually have a sane reason for not being in large groups of people, it's twice as scary to see the open spaces because it's almost a bit like you ever see the first Mad Max movie? Long time ago, but yeah. Okay, all right. So, you know, the first Mad Max movie is basically civilization on the cusp of collapse, and it's not like the hyper-stylized desert wasteland of the following movies. Yeah, it's not complete dystopia yet. That's what a lot of the theme parks look like now. There's just, like, not a lot of people around, and once you spot, like, one mold spot now down near the sidewalk on the corner of a building that gets neglected by the cleaning crew you you just you you, you feel that frequency it's fun <laughs> it, it made it makes you so uneasy you all know? right so you must have been there on a weekday i was there on a weekday okay, yeah because the weekends uh the stores and the parks have been just they are been cram packed they've been loaded lots and lots of people gotta tell you i probably wouldn't feel any better in that situation either <laughs> no I, I know you you would not you would have you'd be in goddamn terror you yeah walk I'm, in and go nope and walk out i mean the worst the worst thing uh you know in the olden days back in la- like last february way back then um it would have been like oh my god that person's making eye contact eye contact with me what do i do <laughs> Quick, Bob, put me in your oversized bag. 
<laughs> Climb in. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll have a Tic Tac for you. There's actually a Cory compartment on your background. <laughs> we used it during Horror Nights last year. <laughs> Quite uh, frequently. Well, it was a cooler then, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, now it's just like if there was that many people, you'd be like, don't fucking touch me. Don't touch I'd have to have, like hang out in the bathroom the entire night. I don't know. Um, uh, all right. So so with you being there, did you, like, on a scale of one to ten, how safe? I felt pretty safe. Um, for the most people, for the most part, everybody was abiding by the guidelines and such. Mm-hmm. A couple of the dudes working there were close talkers. However, they had masks on. So I think that's okay. That's okay? I think I'm pretty sure that's okay. From the science I've been seeing... Uh, you, you still want to keep your distance just to be absolutely safe. But if you're wearing a mask over your mouth and your nose, uh-huh. you can still be like within two or three feet of each other and, and talk and you should be just fine because the mask, basically my mask protects you. Your mask protects me, that kind yeah. of deal. So if they're talking, if there's any water vapors or anything ex- uh, escaping throughout the mask, it's going up around their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of floats down to the ground. It doesn't go straight out like it does when you're talking or sneezing or whatever. Well, it be that as well, there was still the dual barrier. So mm-hmm. that was nice. Yeah. Um, I don't like close talkers to begin with. Well, who does? <laughs> because they're like leaning in. And if you're not caught in the, uh, embarrassingly awkward situation of having your like instincts kick in and be like, Oh, do I lean into or no, I lean you, back. Yeah. You get the fuck back. Well, if you if you if your reflexes are so keen, then all of a sudden you feel like you're in an old sorts commercial, <laughs> and you're like, "Is he going to whip out a giant roll of mints?" <laughs> <laughs> the fresh maker. So I went to Lego. Um, there was a there was a call. There was a mission that I was on. Uh, it was kind of a pisser that I uh, wasn't able to get you on the same day um, because I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do it again in, uh, before the end of the month. But uh, the seasonal Legos were out, the little sets they put out. Right. Yeah. Um, for Halloween. So I wanted to go grab a, t- a couple of those and then I made an impulse buy on one of the uh, I hesitate to use the phrase baller ass. <laughs> That's describing a little bit too much pomp to the topic that we're discussing at the moment. It's fucking building toys. But I felt I felt like 2019 was a really good year for the creator set. So I was like, all right, I got to get at least one of them. And I went ahead and did that. Which one did you get? It was the UFO, uh, which was a lot like the uh, the fairground mixer that came out in like 2013, 2014. Okay. Except that like it was like a scaled down version of it. So there isn't as much there isn't as much of a load on the uh, the substructure that you put together underneath the, the axle. construction, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, and the reason I like go Gaga over the fairground ones is because it's not like full on technique. So you're not like constantly snapping girders next to each other, creating this like cumbersome, massive plastic out of nothing but just pegs and form to put this thing together. Right. It's complex. Uh, but, but the fairground ones, they will take like a technic sort of a concept and then put it to a sort of a, a more abstract use. So you work on a little bit of a gear, you get some gears, you work on a little bit of a mechanism for yourself, and then the rest of it's just like just decorating, making a thing. Okay. That was that mission, and mission was accomplished. Um, and and no COVID. Oh, well, that's always a bonus, I guess. Yeah, I'm not dead. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. You spend so long getting up in the morning, saying to yourself, Oh god, why am I not dead yet? It's just and then all of a sudden when you find out that it's like a realistic option, you don't want it anymore. Get it off the table. I still have so much to live for. That's not a cake you want a piece of. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So, quick question um, about the Legos. I've been noticing 
Well, I, I, this isn't really anything new, but some of these Lego pieces mm-hmm. or sets are overpriced as fuck. Yeah, I, they. I couldn't see myself paying that much money for anything that isn't a video game. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Legos are hella expensive. And once upon a time, I used to sneer quite haughtily at people that collected them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because... <laughs> 80 bucks, 80 bucks is a mid-range price tag for any one of these items. That's fucking pathetic. (laughs) God. You know how many like top of the line boxes I bought for myself over the last couple of years? Uh, I know Stranger Things was one of them because I was with you for that. Stranger Things was one of them, but we're going to say for the sake of the continuation of my lineage that I bought none of them. Okay. Because Because once that comes up in conversation... In a social setting, uh, you're pretty much persona non grata. Well, S- Stranger Things, that was only like a, a shade over 100, if I remember. It was like, 200. It was 200? Yeah. <laughs> it was shit. Not, well, not only was it like a huge, it was also like a high concept design plus uh, plus a super hot IP. That thing yeah. uh, that thing was discontinued in six months. Oh, no kidding. It was one of the short-term ones, yeah. Oh, so okay. We, as soon as I got, yeah, I looked this up actually uh, after I got home because I went in there to see you know, which ones are still available and whatnot. Uh, and I kind of shit my pants at a couple of them because some of them I wanted to get and were like, oh no! As it turns out, COVID shut down a lot of Lego's production facilities in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would, yeah, I would imagine. So, they haven't been retired. However, they are really damn scarce right now. So, you can't find them anywhere. After that, I went home and looked it up and I was like, okay, well, Stranger Things is probably out too and I already have it, so who gives a shit? And then it was delisted last year oh. which was the same year that it came out and it was like mm. indiana jones grabbing the fedora <laughs> what a feeling da, 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 da. you're a loser da, 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 da. you can't appreciate the value of a dime fucking nerd nice <laughs> <laughs> all right so all right so yeah the, so legos are expensive that's nothing new I mean, they're uh, they're commutable currency with cocaine. God, th- those might be uh, our pop caps after the apocalypse happens. Oh, are you like Nuka Cola caps? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take ten bricks for that bacon. <laughs> What's that? You've only got thirteen one by twos. Who the fuck are you fooling? Get them out. All right, so you you've been doing the Lego thing while you're still in town. Mm-hmm. I um, I've been risking my life and my family's life by going to theme parks. Yeah. It, well. I wouldn't be going if I didn't feel safe. And I've been to Universal like three or four times since they reopened because I bought an annual pass right before the shutdown. What? Great timing on my behalf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought it. It was like, oh, well, this is before we knew there was going to be a shutdown. And as soon as they reopened, I went uh, a couple of times and they have really good procedure. Um, Obviously, you know, you got to wear the mask and everything. And they were giving me like the little hand sanitizer before and after every attraction I went on. Uh-huh. So that that made me feel real good. And, you know, just after everything else I'd gone through, I was like, you know what? I feel safe enough to bring my kids. So I brought Captain Rob. Last week I did food and wine at Epcot and I ate so much goddamn food. <laughs> they did food and wine this year? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's kind of astounding to me. <laughs> they did. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and they, they actually, Disney went overboard with their protective they uh, measures. They should. Yeah. That's basically like an open buffet, right? Well, yeah, but. It's like a booger basket, but f- on a big scale. <laughs> <laughs> 
for the most part, the food's cooked, so you're not going to get sick from the I, food. I know, but it's still like a communal area of, uh, of comestibles. Well, all right. Communably comestible. That's a heavy metal band name right there. Not Swedish, though. Not Swedish. I don't think they would deal with that sort of alliteration. Yeah, com- commutable combustible. Nah, if it was Swedish, was a more German. Metal, it would have to be. <laughs> you know, with Disney, they, um, they, they weren't doing any shows mm-hmm. or any performances. But they were having um, characters. Usually you would have like a meet and greet where you can do photos with everyone. Uh-huh. And they weren't doing that. The characters were behind fences, like in grass areas, flo- frolicking around and doing and like waving from a distance, taking photos, and whatever. Like like the animals at Animal Kingdom? Yeah. That's a surreal ass visual. Yeah. I, I kind of want to go on a Disney safari character hunt now. <laughs> There's Wayne the Pooh. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> right in the sternum. I think Eeyore's right around that corner. Here I am. <laughs> Just make it quick. I'll stand still. <laughs> Aim for my head. Dodging bullets is what Tigger's know how to do best. <laughs> No, you don't. You don't waste time with Terry. You'll never hit him. He's mm-hmm. a fast-moving target. What? What if? What if he was just putting on a ruse? What if he's actually more depressed than Eeyore is? Putting on a ruse, like Rue, like Kanga and Rue. Shit! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know this evening was going to end so early. <laughs> Dare you? Since 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 this is how it's going to be going. On the way over, we're going to keep this brief, maybe. Sure. Because this was the small talk. I thought. Oh, no, no, we, no. Do it. When I was peeing. Hit me. All right. P talk. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> P thoughts turn into small talks. Do you have like a verbal uh, tick or a habit that you do in front of other people and you kind of catch yourself doing, but it only began very recently? It's a very specific sort of a thing. I guess. I mean, I can't remember what it is, but I'm fairly certain there's something in the back of my head where I'll say something and then it just goes on repeat in my head for like the next five minutes. Like, is that what you said? Are you a dumbass? Is that what'd you say? Oh, okay. I've, I've did heard. Did you of say that. leisure or seizure? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, did you say complexion or complexion? <laughs> no, I do that all the time. Ugh. Let me tell you, with uh, growing up in the South, mm-hmm. with a mother from Boston, with a bo- with a thick Boston accent. Oh, that's rough. I got read uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bees, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And Goldilocks and three bears. I'm going to (laughs) choke. I heard three different stories when it came to relatives. (laughs) Excuse me. There's this thing that I think, I don't know. I don't know when it started specifically, but I'm pretty convinced that it happened within the last four years. Pretty sure that it was when I moved up north (laughs) and then I brought it back down with me. I was driving. Sorry. Uh, I was driving. Here's the scenario. And, um, it was idling up the road. You know how you're kind of like half paying attention to the traffic. They sure. never should have given me a driver's license, but you know, it's their bed that they're going to have to sleep in now. Um, and I see, I see something. It was like somebody in a blue Mustangs just pulling up kind of hops underneath the yellow light and dodges the red. And this came out of my mouth as I was coming to a stop. You just dodged a light like that. Uh-huh. And I intonated it like that. Whenever I do that, it makes me think about all of the times that I have done that same annoying. I'm kind of I'm convinced it's like an offshoot of Tourette's over the last (laughs) over the last week. And it just hop. It just pops up at the most random and sometimes 
really inappropriate moments. So what, you're like sing-song parts of your life? Yeah, I'll just, like, you know how Samuel Jackson did. Yeah, you beat me to it, that's exactly... Like, <laughs> da, 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 da. Well, except it's Samuel Jackson, so he can get away with it, plus... He chose rhythm and blues as like his as like his transitive medium, you know. Uh-huh. I basically do the same thing where it's like, heh, 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 heh. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> except for you using like eighties yuppies music. I know. <laughs> I know it's like kind of um, I maybe one of Debbie Gibson's failed tracks that <laughs> never made it to never made it to the production. Huey Lewis just pops in there. Yeah, I'm t- I'll just I'll just be like I'll just be like getting off of the toilet and be like, oh, it's moldy, and then. <laughs> And then and then hate myself for two things at the same time. So you don't do this clearly. Um, not consciously. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there there are moments of like energetic spike uh-huh. where I do something along those lines. Like for no reason, I'll just break out with my kids and just do a 10 second dance off. Oh, okay. And then it's and then that's it. We just walk around as if nothing else, nothing had just happened. Yeah, that's fine. You're just airing out the vents, though. Yeah, that's it. This will happen. No matter what mood I'm in, no matter what situation I'm in, thankfully the odds have been in my favor and not doing it in public too much, but I have done it at work. And our director called me out on it one day. <laughs> During a show? During, well, it was right before a show, but it was still... It was in, still the, in the control room, basically. Yeah, there were witnesses, <laughs> basically. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I did that. I did that once in front of him. And I can't even remember what it was for. It was just like, I fucked the take or something like that. And uh, <laughs> he says to me exactly, who was that back there? And he's like, well, it's just me and, you know, over there. And he was like, well, you're a dude and she is not. So I'm <laughs> guessing it was you. I got I to ask you to do me a favor, man. Never again. <laughs> No, it, it's creepy. It's well, beyond creepy. You know what? Now, oh, well, I was going <laughs> to say now you need to do it all the time, but when the hell are you going to be back in there again? I do it all the time, whether I fucking want to or not. Good. So, yeah. Well, way to make me feel like a fucking alien, Bob. <laughs> we interrupt these idiots to inform you that this is your opportunity to win a $40 gift certificate to the greatest comic book shop in Orlando, Gods and Monsters. There are three ways to enter, and you're eligible to try each method to win. Send a DM to Credence Guild on Twitter, Instagram, or by email to credenceguild at gmail.com, and include this key phrase. Hill Hydra. All entries will be pulled together and a winner will be selected on Friday the 21st. If you do not win this week, try again. There will be four more chances for gods and monsters goodness. Again. Send a DM to Credence Guild on Twitter, Instagram, or by email to credenceguild at gmail.com, and include the phrase, Hill Hydra. Good luck. Now, back to the losers who would rather talk Star Trek than their own significant others. Socks are sweaty. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to do a Close Encounters. I couldn't remember the, how the tune goes. Was it close? Was that Close Encounters or the beginning of Star Trek? Well, it was one of, like, I'm with the two. You know that song has lyrics? I've heard. I don't remember what they are, and I'm the biggest Trekkie. I've heard of it having lyrics. I don't know what the lyrics are. I don't know what they are, but yeah, the Star Trek theme does have lyrics. Okay, where does does the verbalization come in? Like right after the bridge and before it goes... Yeah, I think at that part where you you hear like the, the chorus... 
the, the background chorus like chiming in. Huh. And it, it's it's <laughs> I get an image of Bill Murray from Saturday Night Live doing lounge. Star yeah, Wars. I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's definitely not that. <laughs> but it's the lyrics make no sense, basically. Um, I think Gene Rodberry said, no, we're not going to do that. And they just did orchestra and it was like and everything. God, I need to know now. I mean, you can't start it off with just Star Trek because everybody's that's a game that's been well played. So. Doo-doo-doo. All right. So, yeah, this was driving me nuts. Uh, Yar. Let's go ahead. Let's it drives listen. me nuts. It's driving me batty. <laughs> right up the gallywog. Yes. I don't know. Pirate poop deck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yar, I mean. <laughs> All right. Uh, Star Trek with lyrics. We found them. Let's. Uh, well, actually, I want to read them because they're not that memorable. <laughs> First off. Oh, they're memorable. Well, well here, here are the lyrics. Beyond the rim of the starlight, my love is wandering in the star flight. I know he'll find the star cluster reaches. Love, strange love, a star woman teaches. A green woman teaches. <laughs> that would have been more apropos. Yes. I know his journey never ends. His Star Trek will go on forever. Ooh, but tell uh, him. Title of the show, ding. <laughs> there it is. But tell him, while he wanders his starry sea, remember, remember me. And my grotesque alien genitalia. Oh my god, those lyrics <laughs> suck. <laughs> it was, it was, it was very, um... It was very 60s. Very countercultural, yeah. yeah. Let's listen to it. The, so, this is... Well, who's this coming from? This is... I got this from a YouTube channel, Skybolt. Let's, let's listen. Alright. Before... Beyond the rim of the starlight Okay, that's weird because the, the the composition of that tune, as it was, is is a bit vexing. I think they should have had females on lead vocals and then males in the back. They kind of did. Yeah. Well, or it was kind of like a like a like a like a vaudevillian radio mishmash of of uh, vocals. <laughs> I'm Captain James T. Cack. We're heading up to Jupiter, twenty three Skiddo. <laughs> I'm hunting for galactic punana. The Foley artist quits on the job. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck this. <laughs> here's my fellas. We're going down to the surface of this planet. The away team is going to consist of me, this chap over here with the pointy ears, and this grumpy muss. What's your name, Scotty? I'm Scotty, sir. Oh, because you're Scottish? <laughs> How ethnic. <laughs> Let's go meddle in this planet's affairs. All right. Fire up and we'll just get on down. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Say that, Charlie. There's a green-skinned woman standing over there. I think we need to rough her up. Rough. <laughs> God damn it! You were fucking waiting, weren't you? <laughs> no, I swear I wasn't. <laughs> Why are we 
assaulting alien women. Seek <laughs> oh. out new life and to sexually assault them. Okay, well, at least the sexual assault is in Kirk's MO. <laughs> it's just randomly going out. By that point, I mean, we're talking about Star Trek from the Klingon's point of view. If it's just like waging war on people they don't know. Oh, you mean full man- Fu Manchu Klingons? Yeah, the Fu Manchu or the old Klingons, which I guess were just, I don't know. No, that was them. That, that was them? Yeah. They didn't have the butt heads yet. They were no. just... They I were, love the story behind that, but no. Were, have you ever count, recounted that story on the show before? Or? Uh, no, but I, I, it would be really quick. I mean, as um, a resident Star Trek scholar, I mean, obviously, uh, practical reason. The '60s, they didn't have the makeup uh, to for the Klingons to look the way they wanted them to look, so they looked like darker skinned people. Yeah, they, yeah, stuff that definitely yeah. wouldn't fly today. Uh-huh. I mean. Green skin, blue skin, sure, but mm-hmm. you know, brown skin, no. Right, <laughs> that, very. That didn't sound right. Very but. unfortunate. But, well, I, I, uh, but I know how they addressed this in in the newer show, though, because they did that whole gumping episode in, in uh, Deep Space Nine, I think. Uh, in Enterprise. In uh, Enterprise. In Enterprise, yeah, where the series takes place before the original series Star Trek, uh-huh. the Klingons look like Klingons. Right. Uh. And then they wanted to start a genetic manipulation that was very similar to the Khan people, uh-huh. you know, Khan from Star Trek Two. Right. They he was actually from Earth's past, so Klingons wanted to genetically modify their uh, a couple of people into like the, the like enhanced strength and abilities and everything. Jesus Christ! And it's, so eugenics is kind of like a bedrock of some of Star Trek's more more open um, lore. Yeah, and what happened was it went wrong and it turned into a virus and it infected the entire Klingon race. Oh my god! Where they? Oh my god! <laughs> they, they lost the ridges on their forehead. They lost the the ability to headbutt with a with authority. and they started looking like humans with fu manchus (laughs) and they and at the very end of it they said well the effect should last a couple of generations and then we'll revert back to what (sighs) klingon should look like yeah well thank goodness they reverted back by the next generation yeah 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 (laughs) or by the star trek 2 Star Trek Two, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Now, and and the whole the genesis of Khan by himself was pretty freaking pop problematic as well, wasn't it? Well, yeah, he basically started World War Three. Well, he was started World War Three, but he was supposed to be okay. He was cast. Uh, R- Ricardo Montalban was cast as Khan. He was also the original Khan in the show. Yes, right. Yes, because you know he was on fan. Well, before Fantasy Island, but he was still like a popular actor. Yeah, he in the, like right. pre warp technology. Uh, the eugenics wars were a bunch of enhanced humans led by Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was went- actually called the eugenics wars? Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, all right, keep going. Sorry. Okay, no, no. That's <laughs> right. And so, yeah, he like led like this rebellion or something where he tried to seize power uh-huh. and there was uh, this pushback. He lost and they put him on a ship a colony ship called the Botany Bay, mm-hmm. uh, which anybody who knows Australian history realizes the, the significance of the name. Right. They sent him out in the space in like cryogenically frozen. And that's where Kirk and their enterprise found and dethawed uh, Khan and his people. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, the whole situation started there. Yeah. But he was supposed to be Native American. 
in the show? Uh, no, no, he was supposed to be a. Uh, he wasn't. I don't think. Because uh, from this, what I remember, I know very few Star Trek facts. And I'm pretty sure that was one of them. I think because I went through like a Wrath of Khan phase, which is like one of the best effing movies ever made. Yes, not just Star Trek movies. I mean movies. Right. It's friggin' um, it's friggin' flabbergasted. No argument here. Yeah. yeah. I would have to look this up. I believe he was supposed to be not a Native American, uh-huh. but an Indian sheik. Still, they cast a Hispanic as that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was the 60s. Was, they also yeah. had John Wayne playing Genghis Khan, for uh, God's sake. Yeah, and Charlton Heston playing a Mexican and yeah, Touch it, of Evil. It wasn't, yeah, it was right. not. I'm not excusing it at the same mm-hmm. time. I don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah. So there's there's like a ton going on with the with the development of like alien races and some of their chief. Um, did Roddenberry ever think of his of his foils as villainous or refer to them as villains? I I guess uh, because Star Trek even in its, in its early earliest inceptions was still politically complex. No, I don't think he really thought of them as villainous as much as uh, different cultures who could act as protagonists in the show and also had like some kind of strange parallel with uh, modern day issues like the Klingons were definitely the Soviets at the time type of deal. Okay. Okay. Um, And then as soon as next generation came around, the, 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 Cold War was basically over, so the, the Klingons were now our allies, that kind mm-hmm. of deal. The Berlin Wall fell. I, yeah. I heard that that was a huge influence on how they viewed uh, Klingon um, human relationships in that show. Um, the, the thing that I'm referring to, though, is uh, when it was either on Deep Space Nine or Voyager. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it was like supposed to be also a cross-show sort of a plot where the crew from the modern show is gumped into one of the old episodes and it's the Tribble episode. Yes. So uh, somebody's with Worf. Worf is there for some reason. Yeah. And uh, Worf is one of the crew members that got thrown back in time. Right. Okay. So somebody there is with him on the old Enterprise and they're like, that's a Klingon? What the fuck? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's like one of my favorite scenes from Deep Space Nine. They're at a bar, they're at a space station bar that the Enterprise is docked at. Uh huh. And like Worf and Odo and Kira and not Kira, um, Jadzia, yeah, Jadzia and uh-huh. uh, Cisco. They're all sitting at like this bar table, right? And the waitress comes and is like, "Oh man, we've had so much Ractagino orders with all these Klingons," and they're like, "Where are the Klingons?" And they're looking around, it's like. We don't see any Klingons. She point the waitress points over there's a Klingon over there and there's one over there. And they all look at the Klingons and then they all in unison look at Worf. And then he goes. And then he goes, We don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I uh that's where I got that from. Yes. It was because we both know somebody who who else is uh, huge in the like Star Trek and Jay? I'm not I'm not super into Star Trek. No, somebody worked at um yeah. Oh, Right. Chico. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he showed me. Why does God me. need a starship? <laughs> well, that was it. He like, he like got me uh, on this, like on this like steady diet of like Star Trek movies thinking he could get me into it that way. And I was like, okay, the first one was terrible. Um, the first one was, the first one was trying to be space odyssey. And that is exactly what, what it did not. The, not the first one was just fucking fan fiction yeah. for essentially. He's <laughs> like, Hey, let's do three laps around the enterprise so we can show off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The second one, Amazing. We'll come back to that in a sec. Yeah. Uh, third one was not that bad. 
I like the third one. Yeah. Third, third through two through um, four were obviously the, the superior ones. Five yeah. was not as bad as some people say it is. It could have been better. It was five. Uh, why does God need a starship? Yeah. Or is that six? No, that was. That was five. That was yes. five. Okay. Yeah. It was not it, stellar. But it had B movie grit is what it had, which mm, is why yeah. it was, which is why it was still fun. Now I'll go ahead and say this for myself, knowing that like, you know, the, I think all Star Trek fans have like an ordered preference for like all these movies. Right, right, right. And Khan probably sits straight at the top of like, I'd say 98% of them. I would have to agree with that. Okay. Well, as far as three is concerned, it had to follow that act which is probably why people don't, which is why people don't really think of it or remember it as fondly as, you know, two. Well, two set the pedestal so freaking high. It was hard to jump over that. Plus losing Kiersey Alley. And it was like some of the downbeats of the entire franchise Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. had happened in that particular movie that I I think story-wise, I think three was fantastic. Yeah. Great. Plus Christopher Lloyd played a Klingon for God's sake. Yeah. Plus, Giant sunglasses case. This is the coffin they put Spock in. Oh, oh. It's, it was a, <laughs> the sorry, torpedo tube. Yeah, that was an old Seinfeld joke. Sorry. Oh, uh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So four happened. They got the whales. Yeah. That was fun. It was a fun. It was, it was a, a it was a Nicholas Meyer one. Yeah. Um, and then five happened. And I'll tell you right now, it's a shit movie, but it is so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Shit. It, it is. It's not even like ironically good. It's still straight up fun. And like, in like the way a lot of really old sci-fi horror movies used to be. Mm-hmm. Except they, instead of going toe-to-toe against a giant spider or some mysterious muck man, it's an alien that thinks he's guys. <laughs> it's basically the celestial being that's going for the long con against a group of organisms that, to him, ought to be like fucking ferrets. I don't know. <laughs> And it was so, it was just so deliciously whack that you cannot hate it. Do you want to know my fan fiction about that movie? What is it? That, the God character, whoever uh-huh. he was supposed to be, yeah. was an imprisoned alien creature mm-hmm. put there by the Q race. Oh, that's nice. Because that's probably the only set of beings more powerful than this thing was. Uh-huh. Even though he got shot in the face with a torpedo and was dead. <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> that's awesome yeah five is I, i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like try to go for the underdog here and be like five is one of my favorite ones though but if like if i'm like watching two and i'm on a binge mm-hmm. it's probably five that's gonna come next and then i'll watch three because you have to keep no a narrative cohesion you know what they're all admissible they're all good except for in the darkness which was total utter shit yep i mean oh you know, speaking yeah. of speaking of like more con entanglements, oh that my was god, not a, that there was a lot of missteps. That, in that was movie. should not. There's so many problems with that movie, yeah. storyline wise, and then oh god, it was so bad. Uh, I I'll was, rip my was, hair out. Was there so okay? Well, if I ask you if there was any one thing that you did not appreciate about that film, would it cause you to go bald, or can you tell us? <sighs> okay, um, the two big things. First off, the complete role reversal of. Uh, Star Trek 2 where Spock dies and, and and Kirk mourns over him. Yeah. And, and they reversed it the other way around, which made no fucking sense. Spock should not be mourning, even if it's his best friend dying in front of him. That drove me fucking nuts. The other thing is, they learned how to teleport uh, 
long range, mm-hmm. which basically negates the use of starships. Right. Which, you know... Well, uh, you, uh, you refer to the first movie as fan fiction, and whenever I think of, like, <laughs> unnecessarily... Uh, badly cobbled it, together fan, fan fiction, fan, fan service. Fan service. Okay. That's a better word. Fan, well, fan fiction would be like something that's derivative of the chief work, but never really seems to understand what makes it work. Mm-hmm. That's into darkness. Yes, because I saw that movie and I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't know that much about Star Trek, but I know that this shit ain't it. Oh, and apparently, Tribbles save your life. They do. I mean, they're soft and cuddly. If you mix them with Khan's blood, so we have an immortality device now, apparently, in Star Trek. Okay, I missed that. Uh, they took what? some of Khan's blood, mixed it with a Tribble, and they were able to bring Kirk back to life with it. Did I Did I possibly forget about that because it was so goddamn stupid? That's very likely. Huh. Well, very likely. Thanks for reintroducing me to that trauma, Bob. I mean, it's probably why the next movie... Beyond? Beyond, yes. Okay. That's probably why the next movie did so badly is because... Everyone's like, oh, God, this last movie was garbage. I'm not going to bother with this one. Yeah, but you told me that one was actually pretty good. It was. It was good. It was good. I mean, when when its previous movie was stuck six feet into the porta potty <laughs> and you had blown it up and set it on fire. <laughs> if you have if, if there's a pit of flaming coals that you have to walk over, but in front of that pit of flaming coals is a slip and slide covered in diarrhea. <laughs> That pit of flaming coals, otherwise known as Star Trek Beyond, is going to seem far preferable. It's going to look like a beaming beacon of light. Not to give people bad ideas. But anyway, yeah, all of those followed Khan. Khan was so good that the first time I saw it, I was like, I regret not being born at the time to see this in a theater. I forget when it came. Like 84-ish? Well, then apparently my parents have shit taste in movies and just didn't take me. Well, I, I wasn't taken either. And my dad grew up a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Matter of fact, when, oh, God. When I showed my dad, uh, what was it, Generations, mm-hmm. and that opening scene where Kirk dies on, oh, I'm using air quotes, uh, where Kirk dies on, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's, on Enterprise B. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad saw that he lost his mind. <laughs> He's like... That's how Kirk dies. Kirk should Kirk should be like trumpeted into heaven with like a hundred angels screaming mm-hmm. a chorus, and the heavens open up, and it's it's Kirk ascending. And like, no, you don't just like in the room exploded and Kirk is gone. No, you don't do that. Jesus. Luckily for him, like he got like a little bit of redemption later on in the movie, but he was still wasn't happy. He's like, oh. Well, at least he did something this time. <laughs> I, uh, I'd never seen Generations, but uh, I unfortunately know how he dies. And it's I don't know if it was maybe a case of the creators throwing themselves upon the mercy of the court. But we, how how are you going to kill off a pop cultural icon like that and have it be satisfactory? Oh, that's very difficult, if at all. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Those guys were like, look, we have a movie that's already written. And corporate mandate wants us to do this. None of that shit makes any sense anyway. Because there's at least a century or so between the original Star Trek and Next Generation, right? Why does there need to be an actual physical passing of the torch? Um, there doesn't. But the way they wrote it, it if you suspend your disbelief and you throw reason out the window and you're mm-hmm. just like, hey, dumb sci-fi movie. Okay, yeah, I can believe that. Sure. Eh. 
I don't know. Star Trek always had a lock on that science fiction for straight thinking people. You know, there's got to be a lot of reason to what goes on in that show. There was a reason. And yeah. it was very sci-fi-y. Well, yes. But <laughs> All right. That, that's probably a good jumping off point right yeah. there. Yeah. So I hope you've all enjoyed this episode of The Derailers presented by Cretans Guild. I did. I, I like listening to the derailers, whether or not we're yeah, participating you guys, with you them. You guys need to, like, we're racing each other. Who can podcast less, apparently? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're winning slightly. <laughs> well, we have to get a jump on that. Yeah, we love you guys. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed episode 80 of the Creed and Scale podcast. Uh, I want to remind you that we do have a Patreon page. Sometimes yeah, I put some early stuff, uh, some exclusive content on there. But if you want to join our Patreon, it is as little as one buck a month. You can jump in, get some swag, get some exclusive content. You know the deal. Yep. Uh, we also have a tpublic.com page. Look for Cretans Guild, one word. There are constantly sales going on. Uh, just check out our Twitter or Instagram under Cretans Guild, and you'll see us like post stuff about uh, sales going on. What do you, you? Is there a bug in here? Oh, it's right, right there. It's right in your phone. Oh, no, there yeah. it is. Oh, Got I, him? I, there, oh, yeah! Kill the moth. You know, we might as well leave this sound in. It kind of adds text. It, it adds texture to the whole affair. I've had a moth flying around my yeah. office for a few days. It drove me freaking nuts. We finally killed it. We should put a microphone in front of the meth still just to give it that much more that much more flavor. In front of the what? The meth still. Meth still. Which is, you know, the bathtub. And This isn't Breaking Bad. I know oh, it isn't because we're making meth in a fucking bathtub, Bob. Of course it's not Breaking Bad. No, we're making gin in the bathtub. Get it right. We're making gin in the foot tub the little big the big thing that you know you play the washboard no in. we need someone more volume uh, all right i had to kick out the meth that means we're making a pretty good income yeah though. we are it's, you know, revenue's piping hot sending it on down to disney <laughs> oh pretty good <laughs> we also have a couple of youtube pages there's mine skipper bob's breakdowns there's jays of square pegs links to all these things are on our link tree. You'll find it on our Twitter page, and I think it's going to be in the description of this particular podcast. Guys, we are parts of the Podfix Network. I almost said someone else. And I'm the last guy of this group who should forget the name of the network we're on. Podfix. We are Podfix Network. A pod is what you call dolphins. Or whales. Or whales? Yes. All right. But a pod is not lions. No. All right. Well, today, today I learned. Pride Fix Network. No <laughs> Fix that pride, goddammit. Something that they do not have for our show. <laughs> there is no fix for us. There's so to no all of our followers new and old, we say no pride either. <laughs> Welcome to the guild. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.